Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 8, Episode 3 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is PK, a.k.a. Preacher's Kid. Um, sadly, there is no German title. Um, our IMDb user synopsis is, Simon hopes for an early graduation from school and asks Eric plead his case. Simon's advisor is also the son of a preacher. Ruthie is being bothered by a bully. Kevin has to babysit his boss's child. Candler is caught kissing another woman. Candler. So what was your first impression of this episode? Um, I don't know if it's because it's a new season, um, but I feel like we got an interesting moment in this episode where uh, the Rev kind of asked Lucy for help with Simon, and Lucy very pointedly said... Oh, he's not going to listen to me. And it just made me think about how Lucy, Lucy's entire like storylines have been about Kevin, but she doesn't really have any relationships with her siblings anymore. Like, Correct. Like, her talking to Simon seems so out of place. Her even talking to Ruthie seems out of place all of a sudden now. And I don't know, it, it's... I feel like, you know, usually Seventh Heaven's pretty good about, like, catching up with, like, sibling relationships and giving us, like, different takes on different siblings and, like, how they interact and stuff. But they kind of let it go by the wayside as soon as Lucy's entire world started revolving around Kevin. So, I don't know. I think that's something that bugs me that I don't really like. Okay. Um, so, um, we will start with the cold open. Um, all that really happens in the cold open is a phone call between the Rev and Annie where it is disclosed that Annie is away visiting her father in Arizona. Um, the twins are upset that Annie isn't there, and Simon has a meeting with the, like his school board advisor to figure out what his options are for finishing like high school or some equivalent of high school. Um, so that's it for the cold open, and we're going to talk about some of the other storylines before we get back to Simon. Um, so remember Chandler and Roxanne broke up in the last episode, and they're both kind of taking the breakup differently. Chandler has started dating the women of the church. Many women. Yes. As we are supposed to gather. We only see him with two different women. Um, but it's unclear. So first we just see him, like, kissing some woman in his office. And then he goes on another date with some woman later on um, who seems to just be dating him to get gossip about the Camdens. So I don't know if that was supposed to be, like, a joke that, like, everyone's just dating Chandler to get the gossip on the Camdens. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It doesn't deliver well because then she spends a lot of the day talking about antidepressants. Yes. And then there's some, like, rumor or something. Allusions to the fact that, like, I don't know, Chandler's love life, a.k.a. his sex life, because, I don't know, they just won't come out and say it, right. has, been, has been suffering because they think he's on antidepressants. Um, so I didn't really get, like, what they were trying to convey, if this was supposed to be comedy, if we're trying to, like... I think it was supposed to be, like, antidepressant humor. Which didn't, it didn't play. It didn't land. It did not land at all. If you can believe it. Um, fun fact, though, uh, the actor that plays Chandler, Jeremy London, ends up marrying, uh, the first woman from, like, the first woman he's seen with, uh, the the actress's name is Michelle Cunningham. Or no, her, na- her name in real life is Melissa Lisa, Cunningham. Her character's name was Michelle. Michelle my yeah. bad. Uh, so, yeah. Um, they are no longer married. Lucy uh, Lucy kind of runs into him, um, like, making out with the first woman. And she's very, like, up, like 
an upheaval about it. I do want to say that the thing that I do like about Chandler's character is that he doesn't take any shit from Lucy. We've kind of seen how Lucy is very quick to judge. She was very quick to judge with Roxanne, and Chandler kind of called her out for that. And again, she's very quick to judge the fact that Chandler is dating women from the church. And again, he's like, or you're going to give me your judgment again, or like, which is completely uncalled for. So we get this kind of dynamic between them. Um, and this plays up again when, because Lucy and Roxanne are now best friends. Yes, okay, those are Roxanne's words, not ours. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she needs to talk to her best friend. Um, so... They are out on their pizza night. This is a thing that's kind of like left over, like kept like kept going from last season, and I don't yeah, know. The, their their reconciliation. It's like still going forward. Yeah, and also like this pizza, like there, it's a religious thing now. This pizza night, it has to happen. Yeah, because uh, at some point Kevin tries to get Roxanne to cancel, and she's like, no. That in the last <laughs> episode, the same thing happened. Yeah. So, um, Roxanne and Lucy go out. Roxanne, on the other hand, is very like, I'm taking, it's only been a week since the breakup. I need time. And, uh, Lucy's like, I think you should start dating again. And, you know, we have that kind of play of, is he dating someone? Who's he with? And all this stuff, which I think is kind of interesting because it was very clear that Roxanne was the one that broke up with him because she was like, I don't really want to marry you. So I don't see any, you know what I mean? And it definitely felt like he was the one that was blindsided, but he's the one that's recovering quicker, I guess. Um, yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't care about them, so that's really it about them. <laughs> uh, that is a fact. Uh, okay, so I guess sort of tied into this. Well, no, that's that's really it. I was like, Lucy's just tied up with them. Yeah. Um, so moving on, the next cam kid I guess we're going to talk about is Ruthie, who is, like, kind of doesn't really have a storyline. She's just dealing with the aftermath of, like, having to go to school with bullies there after, you know, Simon, like, quote-unquote, killed this kid. Um, so when we see her, there's some she's, like, at her locker, and some girl is just talking smack. I don't even remember what she says. Just like, so, how was your summer? Didn't your brother kill a kid? Yeah, he, that's <laughs> actually exactly what she says, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, so this child is, like, you know, Ruthie's height, and, um, Mackenzie Rosman's, like, quite short, so, what, like, she's, like, what, five foot or something? Less than that, right? Yeah, no, she's, like, around five foot, maybe a little less. So, like, that height, and then we have this child, this other child. Who looks like Dwight from, who used to be, um, Simon's buddy in in middle school. Yeah, um, so, like, Dwight point oh two point oh two point oh yeah. Um, shows up and he's like, he makes fun of Ruthie for, he's like, oh yeah, your family answers to a higher power. Oh, it doesn't matter that even though, even though we all know that your brother only got off because your brother-in-law is a cop, you know, we know you answer to a higher power. So this really infuriates Peter who was like, oh, you're just going to stand there and take that. Um, you need to do something. And Ruthie is like, no, punching him isn't going to make him stop. Like, fighting him isn't going to make me feel better. Um, people are still going to talk, so just leave it alone. But Peter, Peter obviously can't. Peter is very valiant. So he goes up to Dwight 2.0 and is like, listen, I'll let you beat me up if you never talk about Simon Camden again, and also if you beat up other people who are talking about Simon Camden. And this guy's like, yeah, okay, as long as you last for three minutes. And that's it. Like, that's this bully negotiation. 
Uh, but this kind of this kind of sets up what I'm assuming is maybe the central theme of the episode, though I don't really get it. The PK, the preacher's kid, she's being treated like this because she's, you know, the reverend's daughter, and her family's being treated like this because they're preacher family. I don't really get it. Yeah. Um, so we don't actually see the beating up happen, but what we do see is the aftermath. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, did Peter beat? Peter took a beating. Um, yeah, so basically, I don't know how to describe it. He's got, like, three different large bruises on different areas of his face. Um, and he's like, oh, this is so bad. My mom's gonna find out. Your dad is gonna find out. Everyone's gonna know that you're being bullied at school or whatever. And I guess this sort sort of is along the same lines of this storyline. The Rev and Simon keep asking Ruthie, like, how's school? And she lies and is like, everything's great except for algebra. Um, so... Like, I guess she doesn't want anyone to know that she's being bullied at school as a result of, of Simon's accident either. So she wants, so that's why they're like, how we have to keep it a secret. Uh, yeah, this kind of harkens back to um, the season finale in the last season where Ruthie was hesitant about telling anybody about her period. So I don't know if this is like a theme now that Ruthie's secretive, but we'll see. Um, Ruthie goes over to Peter's house where we have a reveal of what he looks like with makeup on, trying to get the trying to cover the bruises. You'll see it on our social media. Definitely. We can't really describe it. Um, and they kind of have like this back and forth of, well somebody needs to find out either my dad or your mom because like we can't like keep on going like this. You can't get away like this makeup is horrible and also somebody's gonna notice. And we finally get like the Rev seeing um, Peter when he comes over to pick Ruthie up after they're done with their homework. And that's when she's like, I didn't want to tell you because you have to deal with Simon and something's wrong with grandpa and Mary is pregnant. So, and married. So I didn't want to like put something else on your plate. And they have this conversation, which is basically about like, how do we deal with the fact that people are saying things about my family member? Like, how do I cop them? Comp- compartmentalize that sorry i don't know what you're trying to say um or like or do i just ignore it do i let it happen and it's just it's kind of just like what like the fallout of like what happened is not only affecting simon it's affecting everyone um we'll take a break from i guess the severity of this episode um and talk about Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin unfortunately had his own storyline. So this is part of a bigger storyline. And the bigger storyline is actually really, really absurd. Right, but this, like, needs to be said in its own right. So Detective Michaels comes up to uh, Kevin at the police department where he says that him and his wife are celebrating their anniversary, but their babysitter canceled on them, so he needs somebody to take care of his granddaughter, um, his son is in Tennessee for law school, so while he's in law school... He takes care of his granddaughter. Named Haley. Um, and Kevin doesn't really want to do it, but he kind of gets, like, talked into it. Uh, later on, Roxanne finds out about this, and she's like, trust me, you don't want to be doing this. So we gather that other people have been enlisted to babysit, um, what's her name before? Uh, Haley. Haley. Um, but... Kevin's on this new shtick about not liking gossip, 
So he just gets a, a, a warning that, like, they she's nicknamed Haley Houdini because she just disappears, so always keep an eye on her. And we have a couple of, like, cutesy scenes with Haley and Kevin where you have Kevin's kind of, like, bluntness, like, up against this child's inherent cuteness, and they kind of play off each other. Um, we find out that Detective Michaels has been divorced for quite a long time and nobody in the department knows about it and that he's going on a date, but then we find out he's, he's not, not going, going on a date. date. There's he's something else. Actually, they make it seem like he has a part-time job. So for them, they make it seem like he's lying because he doesn't want anyone to know that he has this other job. Um, but it's all a part of this big sting operation to catch the brother of the kid that Simon killed with rolling papers. And we'll get to why that's relevant at all in a second. But this storyline with Kevin kind of ends basically with them, like a hide-and-seek situation where he can't find Haley Houdini, and then Lucy shows up, and then it's just, you know, babysitting, adventures in babysitting. Um, so we'll move on to the final storyline now. Oh, I guess they end with, like, Lucy's like, I'm glad we're not having kids, and it's like, haha. <laughs> Um, so let's move on to the final storyline, which is Simon and his future. We start out with Simon very explicitly telling his father that whatever happens at the board meeting, like, it's his decision and it's not a family decision. And it seems like the only option for Simon at this point is that he wants to start college, like, right now. He wants to walk tomorrow into the into a college classroom and, and get going. So it seems like, to, to, from our perspective, that for Simon, it's college or bust, um, and that's all that he wants. Whereas the parents want him to just stay at home for a year and then go to college. It's a mixed signals because they want him to go to college, but they don't want him to go to college. Um, so we get to this board school, board school, board of school. I don't board of education direct. Like, yeah, <laughs> board of education advisor meeting. Yeah, and it's with a board of school <laughs> i couldn't think of like what the phrase was um so he is himself a pk a preacher's kid and he basically tells us that simon's too young to take the ged but he can take the california high school performance test um but that will only get him to school in the summer or next fall it won't like happen right away but then once the Rev leaves to take the twins to the bathroom, oh, which, side note, like, that's a separate storyline. So as we know, Annie's away, and so the Rev has to take the twins everywhere, and it's kind of this, like, running joke that nothing They can don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. Nothing pleases them. And nothing, like, nothing can go on without Annie there. Like, Annie's a very integral part of, like, the household. Um, so Simon, for some reason, gets on his knees in front of this man. And it's like, I'm begging you to help me. I like, need to start yeah. college. So we find out that this kid is also a preacher's kid. And the reason he's at this job as an advisor is because he couldn't get a job teaching film project, pro- production um, at, at, in high school. high school students. <laughs> and he graduated from Harvard because it was either Harvard or the seminary. And so this man helps Simon film... His college, like, writing assignment, like, you know, your um, application, 
the what's it, what's it called the essay? writing part? Yeah, the essay. Wow, the I'm admissions like, essay. Yeah, the admissions. I'm like really bad today. Um, and instead of writing an essay, he's decided to film like you uh, film a video which like explains why he should be accepted to this college, which we will all get to see very soon. Oh God, I'm dreading that. And so while this is going on, like Simon like goes off. Uh, the rest of the family is kind of like not the rest of the family, but mostly the Rev. He's kind of trying to figure out how to keep simon at home so like he talks to lucy and lucy's like well maybe cecilia will help or maybe you can talk to him and lucy's like nope um and then the rev like gets cecilia to come over to do uh, babysitting yeah because the rev needs to go to a board a budget meeting at the church with lou uh so we get some lou footage for all you Lou fans. Um, Lou gets, has been get, getting a lot of screen time. Yeah. Um, this is also when the Rev... I don't... Okay, so the Rev figures out that the detect, like detective Michaels is not doing anything that he is actually doing. He thinks he's doing something to help Simon. And it turns out that he, he is... He is doing <laughs> something to help Simon. So Cecilia has tipped off Detective Michaels about the rolling paper purchases. <laughs> I don't even think they were purchasing them. I think they fell out of that kid's wallet. Uh, I don't even know. So he, so there's three kid, there's three teenage boys that come to this like Seven Eleven type store, um, and the rolling papers are there. And he's like, detect- one of the kid, he's, he, Detective Michael sees it. And one of the kids is like, it's not illegal, which it isn't. So I don't know why. And and he was like, Glen Oak Police. You know, everybody else can leave, but you, the kid who had the rolling paper, is like, you're coming with me, or whatever. So this kid turns out to be the brother, the little brother of... No, the older brother. Oh, the older brother? Yeah. The Yeah, the older brother of the but the kid that died because of the car accident that Simon was in. Um, remember, this is the kid that's been forcing Simon, and well, basically forcing Simon not to go to high school, his senior year of high school, because... So he might He's do something. He's going to do something to him, yeah. Um, so Detective Michaels off-screen has some sort of conversation with him and then comes over to the Cam Casa where he talks to Simon and reveals this very important piece of evidence. Basically, we all know that the the kid that got was killed because of the car accident was killed because he didn't, wasn't wearing a helmet and they found out that he had drugs in his system. But who provided the drugs? Dun, 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 the kid with the rolling papers. The brother! So, yeah. So that's why, like, he's been blaming Simon, so it's not like Simon can't really blame himself now. I don't know, it's this whole relevation and the... F- revelation? Relevation. Yeah. Revelation. Revelation. So, yeah. But the thing is, right, you have to understand that it is... It's the most, the craziest concept. They're doing an entire <laughs> undercover operation. For a kid who has rolling paper, he didn't even have drugs on him. Well, I guess presumably he did. But. <laughs> and, like, Cecilia's the one that gave him the tip. That they, like, <laughs> they, like, got this, like, set, like, this, like, convenience store set up. They have two people, not only Detective Michaels, but another cop who's also undercover as, like, a helper. Yeah. Uh, it's just so... Just, just to get this. So convoluted. Especially, they're not arresting anyone. <laughs> uh, who knows? <laughs> like, he specifically said, like, we, I, like, he's, I just want you to help him, Simon. Like, I need you to understand. Yeah. So I don't understand why any of this happened. But I wish we had more. I'd love to see more undercover <laughs> Detective Michaels. Yeah. But that, <laughs> that is... Was, it was a real treat. Yeah. Um, but we basically end the episode with the Rev kind of 
talking about the events of the day with Annie, and basically the Rev's like, I don't think we can stop him from doing what he wants. And then it fades to black. Beautiful. <laughs> um, so what would you rate this episode? I want to give it a higher score for the sting operation, but I also want to give it to a, a really low score because nothing else in this episode makes any sense. Um, so I think I'm going to give it a three. Okay, um, I'm going to give this a 3.5 for this, only for the sting <laughs> operation because Fair you don't realize enough. what's happening until the end and it's just so absurd. It is, that's true. Um, so we promised that you can see what beat up Peter and make up Peter look like. Um, if you visit our social media, facebook.com slash camdencast, instagram.com slash camdencastshow, twitter.com slash camdencastshow, uh, and we will... We have new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday, and we upload onto the iTunes Apple Podcast app to Stitcher, as well as CamdenCast on SoundCloud.com. Okay, I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi. This is CamdenCast. <laughs>